Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. Tonight we come because we heard the word revival, revival service. Normally, when we have the word revival services in another city or another land, the whole room is packed because they're so hungry to be touched by God. And they will all show up and they fly. Some of them got on the train for eight hours. Maybe some of them came from Munich and came down to another city. And they all came there in order to meet the Holy Spirit. Revival. What does it mean? It means that we are touched by the Spirit of God, and the Spirit of God changed our life to another level. It's one thing about knowing the Word. It's one thing about believing in Jesus, but our life can be stuck, can be just there, never changed so much. So many people have gone to church for 20 years, but nothing changed. But with one touch of God. You can be changed to another level. That's why we call revival service. Revive. You already have life with Jesus, but you need to revive more to the next level, because it's about the touch of the Holy Spirit. Or another terminology in the Bible is the fire of God. The Bible uses different terminologies when we talk about the Holy Spirit, such as the wind of God is the Holy Spirit. The breath of God is the Holy Spirit. The former rain and the latter rain, the Holy Spirit, or the word "living water" or "rivers of life." These are in the Bible. But one word that the Bible uses is the fire. God uses all these physical name: the fire, the wind, the wind of God. The presence of God, the glory of God, all these words, so that we can understand the function or ministry of the Holy Spirit. The fire of God is all about cleansing, burning, and purifying, and give energy, give power. You know, fire give power to the things to move on, like the airplane can go because they have a fire inside. The engine keep burning inside. We need the fire of God. We need revival. But in order to be able to connect to the Holy Spirit, we need to understand how the Holy Spirit works in our life. We need to know Him, understand about Him, have faith how He works in our life, and have a desire to let the Holy Spirit work in us. So today, I would like to read many scriptures to teach you about the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Let me start from reading Ephesians chapter 5, verse 18. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. When you drink alcohol, the molecule of alcohol will go all over your body into the bloodstream, to your brain, to your liver, to your eyes, to everywhere, and it will influence you and impact you. That's why people get drunk when the alcohol get into the body. But the Bible said, "Don't get drunk with wine. Don't drink too much alcohol because it will destroy you." For me, as a doctor, I admit to you, I don't like alcohol because, as a neurosurgeon, I've seen so many people have brain atrophy, 
and memory loss and dementia and liver cirrhosis. Liver become sick and a lot of problem from alcohol. That's why as a doctor I don't like alcohol because I've seen so many people die young from alcohol. So I understand what the Bible said. Don't get drunk with wine. With why? Because you can die earlier <laughs> due to brain atrophy, dementia, cirrhosis. But instead, be filled with the Spirit. Be filled with the Spirit. It's a present tense, which means live a life not just only 20 years ago when you got filled with the Holy Spirit the first time in your life, but be filled, ongoing filled with the Holy Spirit all the days of your life. You need to keep being filled with the Spirit. How many of you try to live a life without eating for one month in your stomach, no food in your stomach? Somebody shook their head like this. Why you go to eat? Because you want to fill your stomach up, is that right? You want to fill it up with food, with nutrients. In the same way, you need to fill your spirit with the Holy Spirit who will really help your spirit and your soul. And when your spirit prospers, the rest of your life will prosper. Your physical health, your mental health, your relationship, your finances, everything will prosper because your spirit prospers. That's what the Bible says in 3 John verse 2. Now I'm going to read many scriptures to show you that why do we need the infilling or the touch of the Holy Spirit? I'm going to share about one aspect of the ministry of the Holy Spirit. In Ezekiel chapter 36 verses 26 to 27, I like to read a lot of scripture. I don't like to come up to give my own idea. I want to show you scripture after scripture so you know that our teaching is not man's idea. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. This is the prophecy and the promise of God regarding the church in this generation. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit in you and move you to follow my decrees and be careful to keep my laws. When you come into relationship with God by repenting and believing in Jesus Christ, you become a child of the living God. And God gives you the Holy Spirit and he begins to work in your heart to change your spirit and your heart to be a new person inside you. Your job, your responsibility is to be hungry and to agree with God that I need to change. I don't want to be the same person anymore. I used to be selfish. I used to be short-tempered. I want to stop that. Now I want to become more like Jesus. So you make a decision to allow God to change you. You agree with Him and He does His part. He's put the Holy Spirit inside us and start to work in us by cleansing, purifying, getting rid of the junk of our life little by little. That's why the Bible says from one level of glory to another level of glory. The Holy Spirit works in us so that we become more like Jesus Christ. 
He wants to change us so that we will become more mature and more fruitful and blessed. We need to allow Him to change inside first our spirit. The Holy Spirit comes in to change our heart, that we are more obedient to the things of God, to the law of God. You need to understand this. God loves you so much. He wants you to be blessed. Actually, I start to prepare my sermon for the camp this year, because in the camp I would preach. I will preach only in English, and I could not preach in Thai service. Therefore, I'm going to start to preach the sermon in the camp this year in the Thai service starting tomorrow. And when I start to prepare, I say, "Wow! I wrote this lesson a year ago. It's so good. Oh, the whole church need to hear this message about." Receiving God's best. How can we receive the best of heaven into our life? It's so wonderful, and this is just introduction uh, for this Sunday afternoon service. Oh, so good! God wants to give us the best, and in order to do that, we need to follow His principle, His decrees, His law. God gives us the Bible, the Word. For our direction as a guideline, and as a human being, we are sinners by nature. We have the sinful nature. We tend to rebel against the Bible. Now I have three grandkids, two thirteen years old, and one three years old. She just turned three years old on Sunday, and when I watch them, wow! Humans have the sinful nature. No question. <laughs> they know how to rebel. They know how to talk back. They now know how to make the face unhappy. The youth, the the teenager, they have sinful nature. But God want to bless them. God want to bless us. In order to be blessed, we need to obey God. We need to do the right thing. If we do wrong thing all the time, we get into trouble. When we do the right thing according to the principle and the law of God, we will be blessed and we will be successful. This is why Joshua chapter one verse eight say, "Obey the word, follow the word of God, so that you make your way prosper. You do your part. You obey the word and you make your way prosper. You will be successful. But in reality, it's so hard to follow the word of God, and God is so gracious." He is so good to us. He knows that we cannot obey this Bible by our own strength because we have the sinful nature. He gives us the Holy Spirit. The more measure, the higher level of the Holy Spirit in our life, the easier we can obey the Bible. So God gives us the Holy Spirit so that we can follow His decrees and be careful to keep His laws. When we have the thick presence of the Holy Spirit, we can obey the Word of God easily. This is why I'm very gung ho about seeing my members get filled with the Holy Spirit, so I don't have to deal with them legalistically, tell them what to do. No, they're gonna obey the Bible by the power of the Holy Spirit. I don't need to tell them what to do. They're gonna follow the Word of God because they're so full of the Holy Spirit and they yield to the Holy Spirit. So the key is we're hungry to be filled, and not only that, we want to learn to yield to the Holy Spirit 
and let the Holy Spirit lead our life and help our life to become the obedient children of God. Romans chapter 8 verses 4 to 5. From now on, I read the book of Romans chapter 8 to show you that in our life as Christians, I'm not talking about non-believers. Non-believer, no question, only one thing, sinful nature, sinful life. But for the believer, we have two things fighting each other on the inside. In order that, verse 4 to 5, in order that the righteous requirements of the law, the principle of the Bible, the righteous requirements of the law, might be fully met in us. In other words, we can obey the word of God. Who do not live according to the sinful nature, but according to the spirit. Not according to the diploma from the medical school, the diploma from the academic school. No, according to the spirit. Those who live according to the sinful nature have their minds set on what that nature desires. But those who live in accordance with the spirit have their minds set on what the spirit desires. You can see two things in our life as Christians, the sinful nature and the Holy Spirit. God will not force us. You can be so-called carnal Christians. Carnal means the flesh, the sinful nature. You can choose to be a Christian who love and focus on the sinful nature. Greed, loving money, loving reputation, seeking personal benefit, do everything to fleece the sinful nature. You can be like that too, but it's not good. God wants you to be spiritual. God wants you to focus on the Holy Spirit and follow the Holy Spirit. In the past, when I started to get involved in revival service, I did not understand fully why we have revival service until today, until now, I understand. The revival service is to train you to yield to the Holy Spirit, to seek the Holy Spirit, and to work with the Spirit when I lay hand on you. You have two choices. Number one, what? I don't care. I don't care about this Holy Spirit thing. I don't need to change. So in other words, you are following the sinful nature, the pride. Or you're going to surrender and say, Holy Spirit, work in me, touch me, change me, so that I can have my mind set on the Holy Spirit and I will walk with the Holy Spirit, walk in righteousness, holiness, and in the way of God. So it's your own choice. Actually, when you study the Bible carefully, you can see two kinds of people in the Bible all the time. Look at King David. David is a man who followed the Holy Spirit. King Saul was a man who followed the flesh. Look in the Bible. Who else in the Bible that you can compare? Lot followed the flesh, but Abraham followed the Holy Spirit. That's why the Bible talks about two kinds of Christian, carnal Christian and spiritual Christian. Do you want the Holy Spirit or do you want the carnality? Look at Abel. He is a man of the Spirit. He loved God. He wanted to give to God. But Cain was a man of the flesh. He just want his own food, his own money. So all in the Bible, we can see two groups of people, two groups of believers, even in the Old Testament. The people who follow the Holy Spirit and 
people who follow the flesh or the sinful nature. And the Bible warns us that let us set our mind on the things of the Holy Spirit. And in the revival service, you let the Holy Spirit take over, take control of you, come in and touch you. Your makeup may be gone. Maybe your hair can be messed up, but who cares? You don't care about your flesh anymore. You want the Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen. You are willing for the Holy Spirit to touch you, to change you. Romans chapter 8, verses 6 to 10, the Bible continues to say, The mind of sinful man is death. How many people want death? How many people choose death? I don't want to choose death, I choose life. But the mind controlled by the Spirit is life and peace. So it's up to you, you're going to let your life be controlled by the sinful nature or by the Spirit of God. Controlled by the Spirit is life and peace. How many people want life? You want life? I want life too. How many people want peace? When you have life, you're healthy, you're prosperous, you're rich, you're strong, you're full of glory of God. You want life. The sinful mind is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. These, those controlled by the sinful nature cannot please God. What kind of Christian do you want to be? Those who are controlled by sinful nature? Or you want to be Christian who are controlled by the Spirit? Which one? Do you want to please God? Oh, I want to please God. He is my source. He is everything. He helps us everything. He knows everything. He's the richest person in the world. I want to please God because God can help me. He's the best helper. You, however, are controlled not by the sinful nature, but by the Spirit. Let us become this kind of Christian in this generation. We are controlled. We are led. We are ministered by the Holy Spirit. If the Spirit of God lives in you, and if anyone does not have the Spirit of God, he does not belong to Christ. He's not a believer. But if Christ is in you, your body is dead, which means your sinful nature cause death in your bodies. That's why we get older and we die one day. Yet your spirit is alive because of righteousness. You make choices every day. Life is a series of choices and decisions. Every single day you wake up, you make choices. You're going to get out of the bed? Are you going to brush your teeth or not? What kind of clothes you're going to wear? You make decisions every day. I hope that 24-7, you make a decision to be hungry for the Holy Spirit, to yield to the Holy Spirit, to walk with the Spirit, to follow the Holy Spirit, not your own sinful nature. Verse 15 says, For you did not receive a spirit that makes you a slave again to fear, but you received the spirit of sonship, and by him we cried, Abba, Father. The Holy Spirit makes you know that you are a child of the living God. And He loves you. He has the best thing for your life. You can experience God's best in your life. You know that God can take care of you and bless you. I have this experience in Europe. It's amazing. We get on the train 
everything just perfect, right timing. Bam, bam, bam. God let us step by step every single day. What kind of train? What kind of bus? Everything. He let us step by step because we walk with the Spirit all the time. We want the Holy Spirit to give us the best trip. He gave us the best trip. It's wonderful to walk with the Spirit of God. Amen. So two things inside you. You need to make choices. You're gonna choose the sinful nature, or you're gonna choose the Holy Spirit. Which one you're gonna choose? And when you choose the Holy Spirit, means you need to cooperate with Him, work with Him, hungry for Him, let Him fill you, let Him control you, let Him guide you. When He says something to you, you say yes to Him. You are not following the flesh. I give you example. You must be already finished your dinner. Your stomach is full, and suddenly somebody bring in <laughs> nice cake or macaroon in front of you, and your flesh say, "Ah, oh, my stomach is full already." But mm, I like that macaroon. I like that cake. But the Holy Spirit tell you, "No, it's enough. You don't want to eat too much." You don't want to gain too much weight. Oh, by the way, I'm talking as a medical doctor. If you don't mind, I don't offend anybody. As a medical doctor, it's clear both human being and in the animal laboratory. When you gain too much weight, your lifespan is shorter than people who has less weight. Therefore, you need to control what you eat. Your flesh will say, your sinful nature will say, more, maybe five more macaroons pieces. And this cake, but the Holy Spirit tell you, no, you want to live a long life. Your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. Stop. Which one you gonna choose, the stomach or the spirit? I didn't hear the answer. The stomach or the spirit. Not 100% of people in this room say spirit. Only 10%. This is an example. The Holy Spirit will guide us, help us to overcome the work of the flesh, of the sinful nature. We need to listen to Him. We need to be guided by Him. First Peter chapter one verse two say, "Who have been chosen according to the foreknowledge of God the Father, through." The sanctifying work of the Spirit, for obedience to Jesus Christ, and sprinkling by His blood, grace and peace be yours in abundance. The Bible say, one of the job or the ministry or work of the Holy Spirit is called sanctification. I explained this so many times in this church. There are two English words regarding. Our Christian life, actually many words, but there are two that look similar. One word called the justification. Justification means Jesus at the cross. He took our sin on his body, and he offered us righteousness, not our own righteousness. His righteousness given to us at that moment. We receive His righteousness by faith, and 
we become a saint or a righteous person by position, because the righteousness of God is on us through Jesus Christ. When I walk in Europe this time, in Switzerland and France, many people greet me with the word "ni hao," <laughs> and they greet me with "arigato kosaimas." They saw me as a Japanese and Chinese, but I hold American passport. I am American, but I don't look like American. I look like Japanese and Chinese. Pastor Da still look like Vietnamese, so people talk to her in Vietnamese. That is justification. I'm not perfect yet. I'm still look like a sinner. But by position, I am a saint. I am a righteous man. That is justification. But another word is sanctification, sanctifying work of the spirit. Sanctification is a reality of life that, little by little, the Holy Spirit cleanses, get rid of the sinful nature, the junk, the short-tempered. Behavior, the greed for money, the love of money, the selfishness, the pride, the bad things in our life. The Holy Spirit cleanses, get rid of all these things out of our life, so that we become more like Jesus in reality of life. Today, I can speak English better than 30 years ago. I speak more like American than 30 years ago. The first year I came here, I would say like this. I will go to airport. Airport. You know, airport mean. Everyone confused. Airport. <laughs> When I say I will go to airport, the nurse say, "What airport?" <laughs> Because I speak like a Thai man. Airport. But later on, some doctor say, "No, not airport. Airport. Okay, airport." <laughs> so I need to speak like more Americanized now. So that is sanctification. The reality of changing happened to you by the Holy Spirit. You become more and more holy, more and more like Jesus Christ in reality of life. That is the work of the Holy Spirit. He sanctifies you. He cleanses you. He changes you. I admit to you, I have a big, big burden for young people. As I get older and older each year. I have more burden for young people, especially kids and teenagers. I travel a lot, and so sad in Europe and in America. When you talk to a lot of young people, 18 years old, 30 years old, 30 years old is young, still young to me, because I'm much older now, still young. It's so sad that a lot of them walk away from God. When they were young, they were forced to go to church with their parents. They have to do this, have to do this, legalistic. You have to dress this way. You have to go to church. Have to, have to, legalism. And after they turn 18 years old, bye, daddy, mommy, I'm not going to church anymore because I cannot follow all these laws of the church. The church become legalistic. And a lot of young people walk away from God. 
So the answer is this: You need to do your part. As parents, you need to know the Bible, so that you can explain the truth to them. Two, you need to grow up to be good example to them. They are stumbled if you are immature, daddy and mommy. You need to grow up to be mature. You let the Holy Spirit and the Word of God cleanse you, and you become a mature man, so that you can be good example to them. You can pray for them. You can show them the way of God. They can see you. Their, your life with their own eyes. You need to teach them the way of God. Definitely, the church will do our part too to love them and to teach them the truth. But eventually, this should be our prayer as adult. Our children will be touched, filled by the Holy Spirit, because we don't want them just to come to church as a religion, just to follow. The law and the principle in the Bible by force, because if they're touched by the Holy Spirit, they will love God on their own. They will be cleansed. They will experience the love of God on their own. And if you notice, a lot of young people in our church right now who still in our church and serve God, if you ask them, all of them were touched by the Holy Spirit in the camp. They got drunk in the Holy Spirit, all of them. And they are on fire. We do not need to force them to go to church anymore. They just love Jesus so much because they're touched by the Spirit of God. They need the Holy Spirit. This is my prayer that our teenagers and young adults and kids will experience the infilling and the touch of the Holy Spirit. Yes, we need to do our part. Yes, we need to be example to them, teach them, train them. I'm so proud of my oldest daughter. Her kids, 13 years old. She always taught them, discipline them, tell them the right thing to do, and not only that, she read the Bible with them every week. They have devotion time together. They read the Bible. They read some Christian book together and discuss and. She always want her kids to come to the front to be prayed for, to be laid hand on, so that they can experience the presence of the Holy Spirit. If the kids never be touched by the Holy Spirit, there is a tendency that they walk away from church at 18 years old, because they are tired of legalism and the law in the church. We need to pray hard that young people in this generation will be touched by the Holy Spirit. Amen. In order to walk with the Spirit, we need to be God-conscious. We need to really realize that the Holy Spirit is in us, and we need to be hungry for the Spirit of God and ask God to touch us more and more. We want to have more of the Spirit inside us so that we can be sanctified and we can become more like Him. He help us to know the Father. The Holy Spirit help us to know the Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, and He help us to walk. In the way of God, He is the answer. He helps us to grow spiritually. In First John chapter four, verse four, the Bible says, "You, dear children, are from God, and have overcome them. Them mean Satan, demon, and the things of the world and sinful nature, because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. The Holy Spirit who is in you 
is greater than demon, greater than Satan. Somebody just before this revival service just sent me the picture in America. When I look at the picture, wow, we need to pray very hard in America. There is a school, satanic school. And the priests in that school wear black and wear the cloth with horn. And all the kids wear black and meditate to Satan. I can show you the picture in my phone. It's in my phone right now. Somebody sent to me. I wrote back to this pastor right away. We need to pray very hard. Satan is working over time in the world right now to get people into hell, into darkness. We need to pray for our society. And not only that, we need the move of the Holy Spirit. The kids run away from church to meet Satan because he performs signs and wonder. But the church is so dry. It's all legalistic. We need the Holy Spirit. And we all need, as daddy and mommy, we need to grow spiritually so that we can help our kids. If we are baby, how can we help our kids? We need to be strong. We need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. We need to know the Word of God. So we are living in the world right now that is full of demonic things. And we cannot be sleepy. We need to be awake, alert, and pray for our society. Amen? Amen. Praise God. So, the Holy Spirit is bigger in us. But what happened is that the world system and Satan and the sinful nature, these three things in our life, would try to pull us into sin. We call temptation. Into doing wrong thing. If we yield to the sinful nature, we yield to Satan and we yield to the world system, we're going to sin against God. And we're going to get into big troubles. Remember this? Our decision, our choices will determine our future. We need to make the right choice every day. And the best choice we can make is to follow the Word and follow the Spirit of the living God. If you follow the flesh, the sinful nature, you follow the world system, you follow Satan, you're leading your life to death Destruction. We need to follow the way of God. And who helped us to follow the way of God? Look at what happened to Jesus. Jesus was tempted. And who helped Jesus to be able to resist the temptation from the devil? Luke chapter 4, verses 1 to 2. Jesus, a man with diploma from the Bible school, Good-looking man, full of hair, big nose, tall and handsome. Is that right? Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from Galilee, from the Jordan, and was led by the Spirit in the desert. Jesus showed us a good example he was full of the Spirit and he was led by the Spirit. Where for 40 days he was tempted by the devil, he ate nothing during those days. And at the end of them, he was hungry. So Jesus was tempted in the wilderness. But he walked into the wilderness with the filling of the Holy Spirit. And he walked with the Spirit. 
He was not a man who walked in the sinful nature. And look at the end outcome of walking in the fullness of the Spirit in verse 14. Jesus returned to Galilee in the big piece of diploma, PhD from the Bible school. With the rank from the church, I am a reverend. I'm a pastor. No. He returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit. And news about him spread through the whole countryside. Jesus showed us a good example. He walked with the Spirit. He is full of the Spirit. He is a man who walked with the Spirit of God 24-7. He was led by the Holy Spirit. This is revival meeting all about. We want to stir you up to see the importance of the Holy Spirit and to learn how to yield to the Holy Spirit, to die to your flesh. And one of the big parts of the flesh is pride. I don't need him. I can be a good Christian by myself. I need to cry. I need to fall down. I laugh. No, I'm not going to laugh. It looks stupid to laugh because of your pride. I don't want to do anything. I'm a great man. Look at me. Pride is a sinful nature. If you come to God and you want His grace, you need to be humble. You say, God, you do anything to me. When I first received the Holy Spirit in revival the first day, I said, I lay aside my diploma of being a neurosurgeon, being a pastor, my title, my position, my finances, everything. God, I'm, I'm desperate. Touch me, Lord. I don't want to be the same. Touch me. He touched me. I cry. I laugh and I was drunk in the Holy Spirit. When I get up from the floor, I walk to the restroom. People look at me. What happened to this guy? He looks so out. He looked like a drunk man. And I don't care because I get rid of my pride. I remember one time in the revival service, I came out to give testimony. And everyone in the whole room know that I'm a neurosurgeon from Bellevue. Wow, all these people know I'm a neurosurgeon. I have to be careful what I say, how I behave. So I walk out to the microphone and kind of give testimony. Suddenly, the Holy Spirit touched me, and I could not talk. And I start to get drunk, and I feel so embarrassed because everyone laughed at me. This neurosurgeon from Bellevue fell on the ground and could not talk. But God wants to get rid of my pride. I don't care, God say. I want to get rid of your pride. It's not about being a neurosurgeon. I need to yield to the Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen? So we can overcome temptation by the power of the Holy Spirit. Romans chapter 8, verse 9. You, however, are controlled not by the sinful nature, but by the Spirit. If the Spirit of God lives in you, and if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he does not belong to Christ. Who controls you? The sinful nature of the Holy Spirit. Everyone say, I want to be controlled by the Holy Spirit. Please get rid of my sinful nature. I'm not going to be a carnal Christian. I want to be a spiritual Christian. The Holy Spirit, I'm hungry for you. I yield to you. I'm desperate. I need you, Lord. 
Amen. Galatians chapter 5, verses 16 to 18. So I say, live by the Spirit. We should be that kind of Christian. Live by the Spirit. And you will not gratify or make it happy, the desires of the sinful nature. For the sinful nature desires what is contrary to the Spirit. The sinful nature and the Spirit are the enemies to each other. They are contrary. The Spirit, what is contrary to the sinful nature? They are in conflict with each other so that you do not do what you want, what your sinful nature wants. Maybe you are talking to your husband and your husband starts to say some stupid thing <laughs> and you, in your heart, okay, you're so stupid. <laughs> After you finish talking, I'm going to blow up. And then suddenly let the Holy Spirit speak to you. Ephesians chapter 4. Don't talk unwholesome thing. Speak only the thing that encourage others. Now you have to fight between the sinful nature that you want to yell to your husband. You're so stupid. You're so bad. Or you're going to yield to the Holy Spirit to follow the word of God. Honey. I understand. I pray for you. Are you going to... You need to learn how to yield to the Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen? But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law, which means that you do the law anyway, but you are not legalistic. You follow the law by the Holy Spirit. Galatians chapter 5, 24 to 25, those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the sinful nature. Now, there are three enemies in our life, and we deal with each enemy different way. First enemy is the world system, is to deny or to learn the truth in the Bible so we know the difference between the world system and God's system, and we surrender to the Word of God. Number two, Satan and evil spirit or demons. We get rid of them by resisting them and casting them out. But the third enemy called the sinful nature, we cannot cast them out because they are with you until you die. You cannot cast sinful nature out. The only way to fight with sinful nature is to crucify it, to die to it. Crucifixion means die. To say, no, I'm dead to my old life. Everyone say, I'm dead to my sinful nature. Why some people don't say that? I notice some people just sitting. Let's say it at the same time, one more time. I'm dead to my sinful nature. I crucified my sinful nature. <laughs> In verse 25, Ephesians chapter 5, since we live by the Spirit, everyone say, I live by the Spirit. Let us keep in step with the Spirit. So the Holy Spirit lead us. Don't eat that macaroon. Okay, I follow. I don't eat. I don't pick it up. When the Holy Spirit say, don't yell at your husband, okay? Calm down, calm down. Okay, 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 I calm down. I'm not going to yell at my husband right now. I'm going to smile and say, honey, I love you. 
Okay, you walk with the Spirit. Whatever the Holy Spirit leads you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 16, I pray that out of His glorious riches, He may strengthen you with power. Who strengthened you to be able to overcome the sinful nature, to do the right thing. Through His Spirit in your inner being. Wow, the Bible gives us a lot of scriptures about the power of the Holy Spirit, the importance of the Holy Spirit, and the importance of living by the Spirit. He gives us power. Philippians chapter 4, verses 11 to 13. I'm going to read two more passages and done. I am not saying this because I am in need, for I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need. I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in need. I can do everything through Him who gives me strength, who gives us strength and power to do the right thing, the Holy Spirit. He lives inside you. So from now on, members of New Hope International Church, please be a spiritual Christian. Please live in the Spirit. Please walk in the Spirit. Please say no to the sinful nature. Control your mouth. Control your emotion. Let the Holy Spirit, the power of God, the power of the Holy Spirit, control your sinful nature. Amen? This is why the Bible talks about the full armor of God. You have the belt and gird yourself with the belt of truth. So you, when your mouth wants to yell at your husband, the Holy Spirit says, no, calm down. Don't use unwholesome words from your mouth. You gird yourself. Stop it and don't do it. Don't yell. When you want to pick up that macaroon, I'm not going to pick it up. You gird yourself with the truth. My body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. Amen? Everyone make your hand this way. Gird yourself with the belt of truth and yield to the Holy Spirit. Amen. Last one, Jude chapter 1, verses 18 to 21. They, <laughs> they said to you, in the last times, this is going to happen in the last day. We are getting closer to the end time. That's why we see so many evil things now in the world, to internet. Now is a time of media. I may be wrong, okay? If I'm wrong, forgive me. My interpretation of the book of Revelation is not the physical reality of what the Revelation say, like army fighting with army. I believe all the things that the book of Revelation say is spiritual. When the Word of God says 666, I believe 666 is not the real number that they put into your hand and your forehead. I believe 666 is the world system, the system of Satan. And now you look at everywhere on the bus, in the lounge, Everywhere you see people hold a phone. 
No one talk to each other. Sometimes I walk into a restaurant, the dad and the mom, the kids, they all, and no one talk. Dad and mom never talk. The kids, the teenager, the world system is in their hand, six six six, and in their forehead all the time. We are living in the end time, and the world system of Satan, Satan is controlling the world, is coming into people's eyes and ears. With the airport, you don't even know what they listen to. In the old day, you don't have this. When they turn on the phone, you can hear. Now you don't even know what they're listening. The devil is controlling the world right now. In the last time, in the end time, there will be scoffers who will follow their own ungodly desires. These are the men who divide you. Who follow mere natural instincts and do not have the spirit? You can see here the sinful men, uh, even in the local church, and those who have the Holy Spirit and walk with the Spirit. But you, dear friend, build yourself up in your most holy faith and pray in the Holy Spirit. Keep yourself in God's love as you wait for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ to bring you to eternal life. The Bible again and again talks about two groups of people: the scoffer, the people who laugh at the Bible, laugh at the church that follow the Holy Spirit, and just become worldly. The church that are very worldly and just come up on a pulpit and talk about the. Politics and the world system, and try to please everybody' ears, make everyone happy. Or the church that follow the Bible, follow the Holy Spirit, walk with the Spirit wholeheartedly, become spiritual church, not carnal church. You have to choose between the two. I choose to be spiritual. As long as Pastor Lau live, and I hope I live 120 years. You not you cannot get rid of me. As long as I live, Pastor Da say, are you sure 120? <laughs> I hope 120 is still strong, like Moses. Moses walked up on Mount Nebo at 120 years old. He walked up. He's still strong at 120 years old, and he later on he died at that age. I want to be 120 at still strong, still preaching on Sunday. So cannot get rid of me easily. We're going to be spiritual church. A church that follow the Holy Spirit. We don't want to be a carnal church. We don't want to yield to the sinful nature. We want to live by the Spirit, fill with the Spirit, walk with the Spirit, and let the Holy Spirit empower us to overcome all the temptations and the things of this world that the devil is working so hard right now. And we're going to pray for our children and teenagers and young kids that they will be touched by the Spirit. They will love God. I would like to encourage all of you to go to the camp because the Holy Spirit moves stronger in the camp because people just leave everything else and go to the camp. And go to the camp and get your kids there, get prayed for, lay hand on, be touched by the Holy Spirit so that they will not be carnal people and they walk away from God at 18 years old. They need the Spirit of God. Pray that the Holy Spirit will touch them 
work in them, minister to them. I pray all the time, Holy Spirit, minister to my grandchildren. Talk to them, touch them. We need the Holy Spirit. We human beings, we cannot do much. Actually, I listened to one testimony from Thailand. This lady came out to give testimony that she got touched by the fire of God, but her husband is a drug addict and very bad, gambling, short temper, bad guy. And she was mad at him, but she could not do anything. Eventually, God spoke to her, daughter, you cannot do it. You cannot change this man, but I can do it. So she, she keep her mouth shut. She didn't say much. She just only pray for her husband. So many people in Thailand, when they came to my meeting, they will bring in big container of handkerchief. And they come and say, could you lay hand on the handkerchief because I want to bring back to my husband and my kids to put in their pillow because the anointing will be on the handkerchief like Apostle Paul in Acts chapter 19. So they put the handkerchief and the husband start to change. So this husband, I just listened to the testimony of the husband today. They send me another clip. The husband say, you know, I'm a drug addict. My wife never yelled at me. She always kind to me after she became a Christian. And eventually, she went my heart and I give my life to Jesus. But I still like to take drugs. And he started to pray. And the Holy Spirit touched him. And he said, suddenly the desire for drugs disappeared. He said, when he touched, oh, I don't want any more. God healed him, delivered him from addiction. By the Holy Spirit, man cannot change him. His wife cannot change him. Only the Holy Spirit can change him. This is why we need to allow the atmosphere of the Holy Spirit moving in the church so that the Holy Spirit will touch our members, our relatives and loved ones. We need the move of the Holy Spirit. Amen? Are you convinced now? Do we need the Holy Spirit? Don't try to change your husband. You cannot change him. Only God can change him. Pray for him. Put the handkerchief with the anointing under his pillow. Put in it. So the anointing will touch him at night and the demon will come out of him. Amen? Amen. Somebody laugh when I say demon come out of him. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> out of her too. <laughs> it's not fair to talk about him. <laughs> yeah, we need more Holy Spirit. Amen. I want to encourage all of you. We have only one life to live. Let's live a life walking with the Spirit. Again, if you walk in the sinful nature, eventually you will reap death curses, and destruction. The Bible says in the book of Deuteronomy, choose now life or death. Blessing or cursing is your choice. I choose life. I choose blessing. And I can see now that my kids have blessing because the dad choose the blessing. My kids and grandkids are blessed now. I can see clearly God really bless my children. I choose it by dying to my flesh denying my sinful nature. And I'm going to walk with Jesus wholeheartedly by following the Holy Spirit. We need to be a man and a woman of the Spirit of God. 
we reject, we say no to the flesh, to the sinful nature. And we're going to reap life, peace, blessing, prosperity, long life. The Bible says, if you're willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. The Bible says clearly, God will not withhold good things from those who walk with him uprightly. Psalm 84. You want God to withhold good things from you? No. You want God to release good things to you? How? Walk uprightly. And how can you walk uprightly? You need the Holy Spirit. You cannot walk uprightly by your own strength. No way. We are human beings. We need the help of the Holy Spirit. So Christianity, believe in Jesus. Repent of our sin. Agree with God that we want to obey God and do the right thing in the eyes of God. At the same time, God helps us by giving us the Word and the Spirit. And the Spirit helps us to do all these three things. It's a co-worker thing. We work together, co-labor. We do our part. God does his part by giving us the Holy Spirit and the Word to help us to do our part. Is it wonderful? Yes. You don't need to do this by yourself. The Holy Spirit helps you. Oh, I enjoy to be a Christian. It's wonderful. When I was a Buddhist, I have to do everything by myself. I could not. I, I could not do it. But now I can by the help and the power of the Spirit of God. Yes. Amen? Yes. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Follow my prayer. Father in heaven, I'm hungry for the things of God. I'm thirsty for the living water. I don't want to be the same. I want to change. I want you to transform me, Lord. I want to learn, to be trained, to walk by the Spirit, to live by the Spirit. I want to be a spiritual person, not a carnal person, not a person who follow the sinful nature. Lord, I reject death and cursing. I choose life and blessing. I choose the Holy Spirit. I choose the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Touch me tonight, Lord. Change me. Purify me. Sanctify me, Lord. Get rid of my pride. Get rid of my bad temper. Get rid of the curses in my life. The bondages. My sinful nature is crucified. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We trust that this message is ministered to you. 
If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.NewHopeInternationalChurch.com. I'm so thirsty. Oh, thirsty.